Welcome back to the Impenetrable Fortress Podcast. I'm Alan Jackaway, and sitting next to me is James Bennell. James, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Alan? I am pretty good, James. It's finally cold here. It is. It's like winter. It's just in time for Thanksgiving. suddenly snapped into cold season here. Yeah, which is nice. We've got uh, Thanksgiving ahead. We've got our Thursday games, which uh, I don't know how you feel about it. It, I'm kind of mixed because I... It means sometimes it means I get to watch more football because you watch all three games, and sometimes right. it means that I'm just like ignoring them because I'm doing other stuff, cooking, and all that. But. It's true. I think uh, it provides a good. I think especially this year, we'll all find that football will provide us with a great excuse not to talk to the members of our family that we don't want to talk to during this Thanksgiving season, which may be more important this year than any other year. Based on your family's, uh, let's just say, political affiliations. James, we once again could not find a divisional matchup. I think what's happened here, and we forget this every year, is that in the middle here, when we get to that not quite the end of the season, but not quite not the beginning anymore, they don't have as many divisional games because they stack them up at the end of the season. Yeah. So, like, some of the divisional games that we need just aren't happening right now because they're because they're all scheduled they're for those last couple weeks. And then at those last couple weeks, we'll have more than we can choose from, basically. But yeah. Do. Well, anyway. We've always said, if we really wanted to do this right, we'd plan it out. But yeah, that's not our style. Maybe next year we should do it just because I don't even know if it's possible. But yeah, that's a fair <laughs> Just point. to see if it's even an option. That's how little thought we've put into this, listeners. Yeah, we don't even know we if, don't it even could know be if done. we could do it. Yeah, but in any case, it certainly wasn't done. So we're going to do uh, the Broncos and the Chargers today, and I am going to start with the Broncos. Limerick ahead, colon. Is this defense still good? Yes, very. Miller's pass rush is downright scary. But in fantasy bouts, it's tackles that count. So instead, look to their secondary. Pretty good. James, this is an interesting team. Um, Von Miller has probably better than 50-50 odds to be the defensive player of the year at this point. Yeah. He's been awesome. He's having a killer Um, season. He's getting sacks all the time. Um, He's destroying defensive lines, or offensive lines. He comes off the line with the snap in a way that's that's just totally mind-blowing that he manages it. Um, I mean, just looking at it, he has one or two games where he didn't have at least half a sack this year. That's insane. Um, yeah. And it's great. And he'll probably win Defensive Player of the Year. He won Super Bowl MVP. And he's awesome. But, unfortunately, um, unless you get, you know, two sacks in a game, you're probably still not startable as a pass-rushing kind of linebacker. And that's just the way it is. So, like, you know, he's a viable spot starter because maybe you'll get the two-sack game. Yeah. He'll be happy, but he just can't play him on a regular basis, and it's sad. And I've had my team named after him in our league for a long time um, because it turns out that his first name is actually Bivishon, not Vaughn. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's kind of sad that you can't really start him and that he's their best linebacker. And in, in past years, they had pretty good linebackers, but they, they're really lacking in that department. And the strength of their defense, both from fantasy and real life, is really the secondary. Um, they, their second or their past defense rank is something like first in the NFL. Maybe it was second, um, first it looks like. 
and their rush defense rank is like 20 something. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's a lot worse. And the reason for that is that their linebackers, they lost Danny Trevathan. Yep. They lost Malik Jackson at defensive tackle. And teams can run up the middle against Denver. Um, the problem is that they can't throw against Denver at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, so, uh, so that's, I mean, that's their real life, kind of the real life situation. And the result in fantasy is that they have the third best safety and the 21st best safety. And Chris Harris is the 14th best cornerback. And Aqib Tlaib is a kind of sort of viable starter at 25th over cornerbacks. That's pretty amazing that um, a single team can produce four viable secondary players. Yeah, well, and I mean, TJ Ward... There, who's the third best safety I mentioned, is basically playing linebacker, right? I mean, he's yeah. playing down into the box. Von sort Miller's basically playing defensive end, and TJ Ward's basically playing <laughs> linebacker, and they score appropriately for that, yeah. right? That's how the points are shaking out, and that's why, I mean, you really, you know, TJ Ward's like an absolute top-tier safety because he's just getting tackles every single week. Um, and then Darian Stewart, I think, you know, he gets some of the cleanup when the runs make it past where Danny Trevathan would normally be, basically. Um, and Chris Harris is awesome. I think. Yeah, he's just great. It is kind of <laughs> interesting, though, that Chris Harris gets enough targets to even make it happen, but he's getting pretty reliable tackle numbers. So, um, you know, he has two weeks of two tackles, and he has four weeks with six or more like that's pretty good that's pretty good as cornerbacks go yeah um it is weird though because you know we talked about tennessee last week and parish cox gets all the points there but that's because he's really bad and yeah they throw at him all the time but chris harris is good and it's just the thing is that Aqib Tlaib is also good and yeah bradley yeah. roby's kind of good too so you just have to throw it somewhere you have to throw somewhere you know and that's that's just how it is but i i can't really recommend any linebacker but i can recommend almost the whole secondary there you go all right, let me bring you. Let me tell you what I got for these Chargers. Though injury has been a buzz kill, the Chargers have got lots of skill. Casey Hayward jumps routes. Corey Toomer's got clout. Four and six, but they know how to thrill. There you go. They do know how to thrill. They, there might not be a more exciting team to watch. Yeah, last year my favorite team to watch was Arizona. Yeah, they were throwing it deep and they were blitzing all the time. Yeah, um, and I think San Diego is a really good candidate this year because every single game they're close and yeah, you know was, they're kind of bad. But... I was looking back at their uh, box scores for the last five weeks and their win expectancy. I, I haven't done the numbers, so this may not technically be true, but it looks to me like they've spent more time with they've spent more time favored to win games that they have lost than like the win probabilities I, I totally have been super that. good for the Chargers in. Almost every game they've played, right up until the end where they've lost it. Like totally, it's, totally believe that. It's totally nuts. Uh, and they're they, they are a team that is truly plagued by injuries. Although most of their injuries are in fact to their offense, which is kind of surprising. It's it's not surprising if you look at the fact that they're four and six, right? It, they they don't yeah. have uh, Danny Woodhead. They don't have Keenan Allen. Like they don't have. I mean they. Their offensive line is a shamble. Like everything is a shambles on the offensive side of the team. Well, and they've the lost team. important defensive players. Like Monte Teo was supposed to be starting yes, in the middle. Jason right. Verrett is a really good cornerback that they yeah. lost. I mean, they, it's it's across it's the not, board. For yeah, them. they're they're all nobody's doing great on this team, and yet still there's still a lot of talent on this defense, and even some that is valuable to you in fantasy. There you go. Um, this is the week of secondary players being valuable for you because while. 
Denver may have had the third best cornerback in all of football, or third best safety in all of football, rather. The Chargers have the first best cornerback in all of fantasy football in Casey Hayward. uh, Sometimes just called the best. Sometimes just called the best, but I like my systems. Yeah, first best. No, I got you. First best. Casey Hayward has not scored less than five points in a game this season. Awesome. Yeah. Basically impossible for a cornerback. Utterly insane. I can't believe that's true, but it's totally true. Which is just, he's amazing. He's easily the most valuable cornerback that you'll ever own in fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, he's basically doing what, um, what was the guy on Washington that we always used to love? Yeah, uh, D'Angelo Hall. Yeah, he's basically doing what Hall did, which is getting reliable tackles and getting yeah. reliable kind of, I mean, not reliable picks, but getting enough but picks getting to enough. give you the awesome weeks Yeah, uh, mixed in with the sort of reliable weeks. Yeah, he's great. Um, and... Uh, Dwight Lowry is also uh, in the safety position. He's, uh, I think he's the only player that's come close to taking every defensive snap for the last five games for the Chargers, mm-hmm. which is saying something because he's, you know, <laughs> this team is falling apart at the seams with just with injury-wise. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, pretty mm-hmm. decent on the, the tackle numbers. He has a couple of games with zero or one tackles, but mostly it's four or five. He's a couple with eight. Yep. And... Good numbers in there, and, and good enough that he can get an interception or two. So uh, I, I'd say a totally startable safety. Um, and I'm going to do a rare thing here. I'm going to recommend three linebackers off this team. Really, three linebackers. Well, and there's there's a there's a story behind this. Okay. Not a story, but there's there's a trick to this. I'm not really recommending all three of them. There could are three that you need. It could be a story. <laughs> Once upon a time, there were three linebackers that lived in a house. And Goldilocks, but no, this is getting out of hand. Um, but the point is, is there are three linebackers who you should pay attention to on this team. The first is Jutavis Brown. When he was healthy, he was a monster. Yeah. He's scoring insane numbers of points um, and, and racking up kind of crazy numbers of tackles, too. He's been hurt the last two weeks. There's questions as to whether he'll be back this week. But keep an eye on him, because when he comes back, he will be a monster. Yeah. Totally worth owning. Uh, Melvin Ingram is a totally reasonable uh, linebacker start there, and he's actually kind of a fun one because he gets a fair number of sacks. So while he has enough tackles to kind of make him on the fringe of being startable, he's got the sack potential for if you need... Big yeah, scores. I mean, I view of him as being maybe a like a safer version of Von Miller. Yes, he's not going to get you a four sack week like Von Miller is certainly capable no. of, but um, but he gets a little more tackles to balance it out. So yeah, and uh, the 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 breakout star for the Chargers this year is Corey Toomer, who has scored. Uh, he's he's got games of twelve, fourteen and a half, and eighteen and a half points in his last five games yeah and that's a good pickup target because he missed the first four weeks yes he missed the first four weeks and and so his production his like average production is actually way higher than it looks like based on his player ranking he's basically averaging a little more than 10 points a game uh which is pretty crazy um don't draft brandon flowers that's a trap He's a, yeah. he's a bad cornerback. Well, I mean, he's not a bad cornerback. He's a bad he's fantasy He's a pretty good cornerback. He's a bad fantasy cornerback. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the problem. He's, a, he's too good yeah. <laughs> to be a, a good fantasy cornerback. He had one game with 24 points, and it screwed up his average, so it makes him look kind of yes, kind of vaguely startable, but it's a trap. Don't take I him. agree. I mean, Brandon Flowers has yeah. been pretty good the whole time he's been in the league, and he's yeah. been pretty not good for fantasy that whole time. I would assume that will be how it continues. Pretty much. 
All right, just one more player I want to talk about. Rookie defensive end for the San Diego Chargers, Joey Bosa, who, of course, didn't play at the beginning of the season due to an injury he suffered in the preseason. But once he got in there, in his first game, he had five tackles and two sacks. And then he had a game with one tackle and no sacks. And then he had a game with five tackles and two sacks. Yeah. So it's, I think we're looking, with Joey Bosa, what we're looking at is, if you need to score a bunch of points, take a risk on him. Because he has that potential to get you two or three sacks in a well, game. Well, and the advanced metrics, this is a player I've been following very carefully because I own him in our league. Yeah. Um, the advanced metrics on him have been awesome. He yeah. had more knockdowns in his first four games than, like, any player ever or something like that. And yeah. it's been... I mean, he's There's a, reason to think that he's actually been unlucky with the four sacks that he's picked up so far this year. So. Yeah, there's, there's so much potential there. He's such an astounding football yeah. player. And part of what makes this such an amazing football team to watch. Uh, yep. Again, so don't if if for some strange reason your league has has shunned Joey Bosa because of the injury and because they don't think highly of uh, defensive players drafted very early in the draft, um, then tell your league they're all fools and then draft him. Maybe yeah. do that in reverse order. I mean, it's always good to tell your league they're <laughs> fools. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about pickups now. I think there were a couple in the earlier section. Darian Stewart and... Corey Toomer. And Corey Toomer is already... Are both pretty good options that may be available for you. Uh, but we got a couple more. James, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off with one that uh, will cause some controversy. And just say, yeah. Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, I'm Check not, that out. I'm not doing it. He's got two games with two interceptions, Alan. He either scores no points or he catches two interceptions. <laughs> and at some level, <laughs> for cornerback, there are situations where that's what you want, but I just, I just can't get behind it. Such a great... Yeah, uh, based on this, it should be week 17 that he scores his next two interception game. <laughs> just but, based uh, on history? Just based on history, yeah. Okay, just well, extrapolating patterns here. We'll put some money on that when it, yeah. when it comes around, those player props. It'll be... it's So there's another thing to note about his week 17 game. It'll be against the Jets, who have recently reinstated Ryan Fitzpatrick as yeah, the Yeah, well, that makes sense. So, yeah. Maybe we'll do a uh, predict the interceptions for that, like we used to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I've got one for you. Yeah. A linebacker. Yeah. Devondre Campbell of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. Um, he was out for four weeks in the middle of the season, but his average has been pretty okay. He did just come off only scoring two and a half points against Philadelphia. That's just but his I like him game, to, though, right? Uh, yeah, I like him yeah. to bounce back. I think that if you need a linebacker and you need some tackles, he's been semi-reliable. And, uh, you know, it's hard to come up with linebackers at this time of year, so if that's what you're looking for... I think that uh, Devondre Campbell's a pretty decent option. You have another linebacker for us, right, that we yeah. also think is a decent option. Yeah, Vincent Ray of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a guy that we've talked about a lot in the past, and this year he kind of started off a little lackluster, but his last four games have been 9-6-13-7, and he had 16 tackles against the New York Giants, Yep, which was kind of crazy. But uh, he's definitely got talent. He's done it before. He's a, yeah. he's a good football player. I think if he can get, it's a, <laughs> you wonder. There's two ways it could go, right? With the uh, Bengals losing AJ Green and Giovanni Bernard in the same week, like does yeah. this do, do, have, do they just give up? Does the whole team just stop playing, or it's does, does everybody else try to step up and? Well, another take up possibility the slack? is you get your. Uh, well, he's not the middle linebacker, but he he plays enough linebacker linebacker on a bad team. Yeah, that's true. The linebacker on a bad team bump, which is so. pretty good. 
James, I've got a pair of players that I don't want to do basically any analysis of, but if you okay. want someone to yeah. root for in the Thursday games, yes. let me say I this. I do, I always do. Darius Slay is back. Yes. We've liked him in the past. You can name your team after him. That's oh. your early game. And uh, in the Washington game, Dante Whitner. Dante Hitner. Dante Hitner. known. Man, has been I heard pretty him, good. I heard his name on the play call during the Packers this week, and I thought to myself, you know what I miss? I miss Dante Hitner. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, his last four games have all been six points or more. He's, uh, he's been pretty good. That's I actually legit. think he's a pretty legitimate safety <laughs> slot. That's actually um, exciting. Yeah, I mean, my team doesn't need a safety in our league, but if it did, I would be seriously yeah. considering Whitner because he's the perfect player. He missed enough weeks at the beginning of the year that his average is low, but his yeah. average since starting playing has been pretty good. My team so needs I'm a in, safety. So I'm in with Whitner. Well, maybe that's the one. I'm getting Dante um, So that's two more. You got anything else for us, James? No, not particularly. Yeah, it's it's tough it's at this time of year. It's but, there, uh, yeah. But hopefully that's enough to get you guys through. Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme in interstitial music is Dear Liza by Ned and the Dirt. We are recording in a room that will house Ned tonight. That is true. That is a thing. The podcast studio yeah. is also a guest bedroom. That's a behind-the-scenes look <laughs> um, at the way the podcast is done, and it will be housing Ned this very evening. So think about that. Um, which means you can get their music here yeah, this weekend if right you're around. Now. You know? and, uh, and why not give thanks to them? James, the hit of the week, I think it has to be the wind. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, you don't you don't set a record for missed extra points. Nice. Yeah, I would like easily. to point out that four of those missed extra points were blocked by the defense. It's true. I, don't, I don't know. I I'm a little bit tired of football purists saying that they hate the new extra point things. Um, but I, yeah. I I mean, this is to say that. I also think that the extra point is stupid, and we should just force everybody to go for two, I also or think that. or make it just a one point play from the one yard line or something like that, and eliminate kicks after touchdowns, just in general. Yes. But what isn't cool is complaining about this stupid missed extra points. Like it's it's hilarious. It's objectively hilarious when this happens. Yeah, the problem is that there's <laughs> money on the line, and you know how people get. But let yeah. me let me propose for you an alternative. Yes. Okay. Um, I think you're going to really like this alternative. Let's do what they do in rugby. Okay. You have to, you kick, have to kick from, from where, where they scored. scored. Yeah, and you so get to go as far back as you want. Uh, is that how it works in rugby? Yeah, and you get to go as far back okay. as you want to then take sure. the kick. Yeah. yeah, so those runs up the middle um, are much easier to score on. You yeah. can just basically kick them from the one. But if you score on the edge, you're running those fade run routes that I hate in the yeah. end zone. Man, you're backing up a long way because you're kicking it off the <laughs> off the line right there. Yeah, I think that, this is uh, the, uh, this oh, that's is the interesting. Solution. I've just so okay. You get a you get a, a toe drag on the sideline touchdown. Yeah. Right? So does that mean that do we still obey the hashtag the hash marks or do you have to? Does the is the ball set? On the sideline, forcing you to line on up on the sideline with all of you, with everybody up. on the right of your center. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think you do it that way. And then, um, but if you go for two, you can you, you get do it the from hash the mark. Normal I think, thing. but you can't yeah. kick from there at that yeah. point. So, yeah. or maybe you can still drop kick it. Like there's, I think you should always be allowed to drop kick it. But, uh, that's my new proposal. There, that's my new for NFL commissioner Allen for NFL commissioner proposal. I do like that. Um, that will do us for the week. We will be back next week to talk about probably all the turkey we ate and whatever yeah. else is on our mind at that time 
From Alan. And James. Stay, stay low. low.